You're listening to the Level Best Network. This is the Intercot Insider Live, the D23 edition, 2019. The Intercot Insider Live is brought to you by Magical Journeys, Intercot's official travel agency and the Disney vacation experts, and by the official ticket center, for tickets to your favorite Central Florida theme parks and attractions at discounted rates. With me tonight to comment on all of the festivities, we've got Carolyn. Hello. Of Canada, representing. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> oh, wait, I don't, I, do. I don't have any. I don't think I have claps. Wait, maybe I do. Hold on. No, I've got laughing. Oh, well, that works. Well, that works. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Jason from Bunker in the Midwest. Yep. Bunker. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Reinforced. <laughs> and uh, from the city of Philadelphia, the brotherly love, Rocky, the Phillies, the Philly fanatic, but maybe not for long. Jason Mitchell, two <laughs> Yes. Cheesecake fanatic. What is going on, people? Good to have you hey. back, Ian. Nice to yeah. Nice to see sure you. Sure is good to be back. Cranky face. Ian I'm smiling. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, you owe me a small fee for using my bloody stumps the other day. Ian Bloody yes, yes. Stumps Mitchell. If I was wearing those weird baseball uniforms they played in this weekend, that would be my name on the back. Bloody Stumps. Bloody Stumps? I think that would be a great name for you. So uh, we, we decided tonight to uh, get together, do a podcast. I know you guys are probably wondering, wow, it's been only like a week or two at the most, right? Jason, since we taped episode 25, I think, or 120 or 125. Did I say it was 125 or 126 at the open, by the way? I might have. I think this is 126. It's yeah. 126. This is 126. We it taped 125. Now. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. <laughs> And forevermore, it will be. It will be. Uh, we taped uh, just a little while ago and then back again tonight uh, to talk about what's going on um, regards to the D23 convention that was going on in Anaheim. Um, I believe most people call that D23, by the way. Just want to point oh, that out. Sorry. I like D23. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll if, you if you were a true Disney fan, you, you, no. do you, do you say the year nineteen twenty three is one nine two three? Maybe I do. That's two, where three. it comes from. I don't Maybe. know why you newfangled people say it, but in my day, we used to say one nine two three. Well, the art four. I was just gonna see stole my art four. Okay, so so how? That's how the one you, thing that sucks about being on a podcast with Carolyn. She's in my head all the time. Steals all my jokes. So how do you say uh, this year? 19. No. 2019. 2019. Okay. 2019. So not 2019. I, I got to say 2019. Yeah. But but even okay. then, you're pronouncing 19 as 19, not 19. It's 2019, though. Right. Yeah, he does have a point there. <laughs> stay you know, there's. All right. Shut up, Jason. I'm just preventing the hate mail. Right, why you're going to get later, John. Why, why, why Space do you just, 1999. Why do you just take all over the podcast at this point? You know, I'll just sit back here. Me and Ian can watch as the, the podcast rolls. <laughs> the <bottom>. calamity ensues. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, uh, D23. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Going on, uh, or finished, I guess, now, right? Um, done? no, done. probably not quite yet. It's <laughs> West Coast time, but. yeah. They're they're probably conventioning 
still for a little while longer. Um, but lots of announcements came out today. Today was the big, I mean, the, the really big announcement day. But unless you were into streaming. Oh, really big shoe. Which yesterday, I guess, would have been a pretty big day for you, right? Like, was it yesterday yeah. or the day before that all the streaming announcements came out? The day before, Friday. I think it was actually Friday, yeah. Wow, I'm losing track of time. Saturday was a lot of stuff just more for, I think, the people actually at the convention. That's when a lot of the panels were. Right. So, And do they they do the Disney legend things and all that. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay. So, I mean, here we are, and we've had a day full of announcements. Basically began around 1.30 this afternoon. Um, and... I think one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to get on the air tonight was to talk a little bit more about um, the changes, especially uh, coming to Epcot um, okay. and and what's ahead and where I think, yeah, Carol, Carolyn's got her logo mug. I've got my Epcot Center hat on. Uh, we're celebrating the past here on the podcast, but at the same time, some really big, big moves are being made to change the future of Epcot. Um, so um, we can probably start rolling through those one by one and kind of, you know, get the group's perspective. I mean, we're old codgers. We've been around a long time. I mean, you know, I, I first visited Epcot the year it opened. So, um, you know, I maybe born the year it opened. <laughs> oh my! It's true. I'm like a month younger than Epcot. Are you really? Neat story. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Thanks. Um, yeah. Can no, you I, mute him, John? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm older than Epcot. I know. Um, but you, you know, having been been going for for that long a period of time. And we've seen changes over the years. I mean, all of us would probably admit that that the park is a former shell of what it used to be and the vision that it opened with. And so now with these kind of announcements that have been going on, they are definitely taking things in a different direction. And it seems, at least to me, that, again, intellectual property is winning out left and right in the parks. And I think to Ian's point a little earlier when we were talking you know, in our chat that it's almost like they keep building more magic kingdoms. Yeah. Now they, uh, Epcot, I just lost the name of the park in my head for a second. There. That place, that, that place. place with the big ball, experimental place with the world showcase, of, right. world showcase and future world. Well, right. for how long now has future world not really been future world, futury, right. right? Right. Like, finding Nemo and stuff. So they are getting rid of the future world moniker right. and they're dividing. Well, world showcase will stay world showcase. The right. future world part is dividing up into three other, they're calling them neighborhoods. Right. So world nature, world discovery and world celebration. So and world showcase and world showcase. Before we start on this whole thing, can I just make one broad comment about all of the things that Disney has done in the last I don't know ten years? They need yeah. to hire some new copywriters because their naming stinks. Yeah, like yeah. really, like what's but the one like them. Wonder of Water or whatever? <laughs> it's like what the like, wonder? I know. It? Nighttime lights. Like what, what? It's just like they start calling things what they are now. Oh, it's. Uh, the show about 
trees. Moana. <laughs> yeah. The tree game. Like, what, come up with something. What happened to originality in naming? Okay, I'm done. So, no, but you're, you're absolutely right. We talked about this. I th- was it on the last podcast? It was the last one. Yeah, yeah we were talking <laughs> just about how bad naming has gotten even out in the marketplace. I mean, Universal is just about as yeah. bad. I mean, well, what was that last Universal one? Universal like, Epic the, Universe. The train, which is oh, from the God. movie that was with the guy with the, you know, with the. Okay. On Friday, that? they announced a, a new series for Disney Plus called High School Musical, colon, The Musical, <laughs> the musical? Colon, no. No. The Series. No. Yes. yes. What is going yes. on? High School Musical, that was all over the, the, musical, the Series. High School Musical, The Musical, The Series. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, so now everything's world this and world that. And the four yeah. neighborhoods are all wor- couldn't they have just just uh, named it the showcase? Uh, doesn't even really make any I sense. Mean, you know, I mean, world nature like what? It, that's it doesn't. It doesn't no, it mean should, anything. It feels it's like two like words put together put, that don't. Because, yeah, nature doesn't the describe the world. world. Right, the world doesn't. Of right, of might right. World of discovery. World. Of, yeah, that would be okay. But then, world, world of showcase paper? wouldn't match. So that'd be like showcase of the world. Oh, you know what, Jason? I didn't even think about that. I guess that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. So they they decided to stick with world showcase, and then they just matched all those together. So. But again, like world showcase makes sense. Like I mean, it, world nature just doesn't. I don't yeah. know. It's just terrible. Hey. Uh, they're not terrible. adjectives then john it was terrible terrible <laughs> just terrible. terrible so absolutely terrible so aside from the name conventions uh it's, it's something that i'm actually pleased about i mean there are there, there are some things i i actually do like which is uh, i mean they're bringing back the fountain out front which yep. i loved um uh, the lucite kind of glass sort of fountain they're bringing back the icons iconography yep. in the park ones yeah, made some new ones. Although one of them was a little bit questionable. I it, it's like it was like, what is that? So I mean, most I of them don't like, think they've explained what all those match up to yet. No, not yeah. yet. You yeah. can tell a couple of them. There's one that actually has the um oh, it starts with an M. The ship from Guardians of the Galaxy. It's right. Oh uh, yeah. The Milano. Yeah. That's a cookie. <laughs> I know, but that's the name of Star Lord's spaceship. So, so yeah, that that is coming back. But um, you know, other stuff. You know, I'm going to hide you for for two seconds. Stand by, just so I can bring this up here. And let, right? Can you can you all still hear Ian when he goes to the lobby, or does he? Because I don't think I yeah I don't think anybody can hear I don't, him. Let's I don't hear to the lobby. So. Yeah, so so anyway, I just wanted to show what the reimagined uh, front of the park um, kind of looked like uh, from the pictures. So mm-hmm. we've got we've got some other things, and we can kind of talk a, a little bit about this too. So th- um, there's a Epcot Experience Center, which is yep. going to be coming in the Odyssey. Uh, yep. So that's that's on the way, um, and. Apparently they're they're also building a, another pavilion, right? Yes. Um, so in World Celebration, I don't know if that will ever stick. Um, towards the back of it, near I guess probably where some of the um, World Traders are today, or maybe a little bit in front of that. So that that all get raised. I know we talked about this on a prior podcast, but in case you uh, 
missed that one or haven't been following along. So the Foundam Nations and everything kind of through on the right side is going away completely. Um, but it will be replaced mostly with a lot of open garden areas. Uh, so the only new pavilion they're building is the one uh, shown there on the screen right now, which will be a new festival center. Um, I don't think it has a name yet. There'll actually be three stories. Um, there'll be two kind of interior stories and then a rooftop garden is the third story. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So there'll be a new pavilion that they're building. Also in world celebration, the we'll, we'll call that the middle section where the fountain right. of nation is and, and spaceship was. Earth. <laughs> was, yeah. Um, spaceship earth, the exit is going to have a different exit right yes. now. If you think of the back side of spaceship earth, sort of near where the, the pin traders and everything in the center, right. um, they used to have like a figment, topiary standing there it looks in the concept art that that's all going to be like glass and that's where you're going right. to come out of, yes yeah uh, i think that's the lounge currently today the corporate lounge yeah they're dumping, on the back side there yeah i think they're dumping that though because nope it doesn't have a sponsor anymore and i wouldn't be surprised if they just kind of did away with lounges in general but yeah they're getting rid of that and that's going to be replaced by the exit area Right. So that I guess it's cool. going to give them more room to play with inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that area will be called Dreamers Point. Which there will be a new statue of Walt Disney. And it's kind of cool because the statues that are at Disney or at Magic Kingdom and at California Adventure are like younger Walt, but because he was old when. Uh, yeah, I like this one. Coming around. Yeah. He's sort of squatting down and sitting on a step, and there's lots of space around him to sit down and have your picture with Walt. So it's kind of cute. Yeah, I like it's, a great new, it's a great new attraction. No, but I like <laughs> that. I like having Walt there. Come on. Really? <laughs> I do. I, mean, I don't okay, hate whatever. it. So, like, they throw a couple of old logos in in the statue of Walt Disney, and we're supposed to ignore the fact that they're destroying the entire park. Oh, look, it's Walt Disney. Everything's fine. <laughs> so, I'm trying to oh, see Uncle the Walt's pot. here. How could anything be bad? <laughs> I'm trying to see the positive. Well, nah, so I'll take it dressing. where I can get it. Well, I think the and there he goes. Where did he go? That was the end of it. He just got on the left. That's oh, there it. we go. He's got his Epcot Center license plate from go. 1982. That's very nice. Very nice yeah. of you. This is just going to take my place on the podcast as my form of protest. <laughs> yeah. So, look, I mean, uh, is, we can we can go through some of the attract the real attractions and things that are going on. I, I, I think, are there any? Yeah, I think there are. Right. Well, I mean, you know, obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy is actually okay. Happening. Yeah. And um, and we found out today that that's going to be a reverse launch. Yep, is what they yeah. said. So I'm assuming that's like rock and roller coaster backwards, right? Um, I don't know. No, it'll all be but it's uphill. It's, it's not um, But the it'd be like it. But if each car could move individually, each car oh, is it's, total, like, it's like, like the next gen of a wild mouse coaster oh, where okay. they control yeah, the spinning. Funny. Yeah, yeah. And I got there will be show scenes on it. So is it sort of like uh, John? What's that one in in California Adventure? Oh, not that. Um, no, it's maybe close to like Gringotts at Universal. I think is kind of the impression I'm getting. 
I don't think uh, I've been on. Oh, yeah. If you had to pick something that was okay. close yeah, yeah, to it. Like a roller coaster, but the cars turn. operate yeah. independently yeah. and yes. can turn to face show scenes. So you've Correct. got, it's a combination of a roller coaster. Uh, and yeah, a but dark what they're ride. claiming is it'll be the first roller coaster type ride that ever launches off with guests in the backward facing direction. So they got that. I, I haven't fact checked that yet. <laughs> Which is nice. Um, but no, I mean, that, uh, you know, that's, that it, would be neat, though, if something's chasing and you're like, ah, we got to reverse to get away. I would like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that the bottom line is that that this look again, we, we can talk about this till, till we're blue in the face. The old Epcot is dead. It has been dead. I mean, arguably, we've, we've argued for probably almost 10 years doing this podcast, audio and video now that that something needed to be done to the park. The, the thing we can probably argue is, is this what needed to be done? Did all, did we need to bring in intellectual property in order to change Epcot? Or could we have done it in a way that was a little more true well, to the original I, I, vision? I think, or, has, or has the public as a whole pretty much just outgrown that? Yeah, I think an important thing to point out, though, when we're having these conversations is a lot of the intellectual property we're talking about is existing intellectual property kind of from movies. You know, Figment is intellectual property. Right. It's, you know, it's something they created. It doesn't just because it's something they can treat as intellectual property right. doesn't mean it came from a movie. Um, now, it was pretty much said on the nose during today's presentation that that is not what they're looking for. They're looking for kind of this maybe slightly misguided idea that all Disney theme parks and attractions should be you stepping into their movies and into their TV shows. While, yes, that always has been part of it, there always have been original attractions and stories as well. So, um, personally, I hope they don't move. I would argue the two of the best attractions they've ever done had nothing to do with movies. Right. Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, yeah, they they backronymed movies from them later, but, right. I mean, they're... I, you know, well, I, I, mean, I mean, again, you're right, Jason. That's clearly what they think, and it may be what the public sort of that when i say the public i mean the newer disney right. audience maybe it's what they expect i i don't i mean to me that's what magic kingdom was supposed to be they created yeah. the other parks as distinct other new things. different experiences right. not i don't know although hollywood I, studios you could argue was a little yeah that, that's probably as the clearest where yeah maybe that should be the case but, yeah. well, but even hollywood then it has terror, was, terror which took an existing concept and made an original story out of it so but, but don't lose sight of what i mean hollywood studios originally was a working movie studio it was right. universal studios you know theme park on the east coast and sure. it wasn't it wasn't magic kingdom i mean most of the stuff yeah. was there, it was behind the scenes, but behind the scenes in the context of like, you know, what what it's like to make a movie. Right. A lot of the attractions were, you know, based on no, mov no, making movies, not being in a movie. No, they weren't based on, yeah, a movie or a TV series or whatever they were created. I mean, if you think about the original Epcot, you can walk right around everything. Okay, so you've got the Living Seas, which... It was edutainment. It was seas. Yeah, you had the land. It was the there was nothing tied to any. There right. was imagination, which created Dreamfinder and 
and Figment, mm-hmm. yeah, and then you could go the, uh, kitchen World cabaret characters, those kitchen cabaret, yeah, yeah, yeah all did. the things that were created. Create those, yeah. Yep, uh, you can go to World of Motion, and it's fun to be free and all who that. Is, who was the original robot in uh, Communicore? It wasn't Tom Morrow that came with Interventions. The oh. studer. There was there was also no there was a robot character too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. their original characters of Epcot. But yep. I th- I think if you keep if you keep walking your way around. From from World of Motion to Epcot or not Epcot Horizons to mm-hmm. uh, Universe or Universe of Energy. Oh, and uh, and Wonders of Life that was added later. Chad Buzzy. None, none of those were on something that the public knew about. Right. Nothing. Do you think it's like a general? dumbing down of things that's what i wonder whether we've just got to the point where we don't think that people can accept a new character thrown into it and for you to come you know put your mind into this is a totally new story that i'm going to actually years ago i i was talking to somebody on the boards and it was this little spat between us where we were saying and he was saying nobody wants to go on vacation to learn Right. And I was like, I yeah, that. but it's like, it's fun. Like, it's I, I, I mean, I would s- sort of agree, right? I don't think anybody is going to go on a vacation that is geared around. And I mean, I shouldn't say anybody because I'm sure somebody on the podcast right now is going to argue with me because there are people for whom that's a thing. But I don't think mainstream America is going to go on a vacation just to learn. Do I think it could to be a, component? a classroom or something? Of well, no, course. But do no. I think that, that educational entertainment could be a component of a larger vacation experience? Absolutely. I mean, sure it could be. <laughs> like, yeah, but I use the analogy, John, and I were, John and I were talking about this yesterday and and some of you are who aren't from the Philadelphia area may not be as familiar with this, but I'm sure most cities have something comparable. In Philadelphia, we have the Franklin Institute Science Museum, which is essentially an entire museum devoted to science. And in a way, it's a little Epcot-y. It's sort of hands-on. Yeah. You know, you go in, you can play with stuff, you can touch things, but in the meantime, you learn about physics and, you know, electricity and all that stuff. And, yeah. and kids love it. It's packed all the time. So I, I don't believe that that is completely dead. Again, I wouldn't make an anchor to a vacation experience, but I certainly believe that it could have a component in a vacation that is a theme park vacation. Well, I, I mean, it used to be they'd, they'd bring in actors and actresses, you know, granted B-grade sometimes uh, into these attractions and the pre-shows and things like that. And, you know, I mean, geez, you had... Uh, was it Bruce Boxleitner and uh, oh, yeah. oh, and uh, Elizabeth Shue and Body Wars yep. at one point and uh, yeah Ellen and Bill Nye and Kramer Kramer and, yeah, yeah I mean you know stuff like that so and I mean quite frankly the first ten minutes or five minutes of the imagination ride was you learning who Figment was Figment and part. who Dreambinder yeah. was like it actually it told you the story of how they came to be and wh- why they were there and what they were going to show you and it made for a great attraction but I think those days are over I just I I mean obviously we've gone in a completely different direction I um. I, I I mean I don't know where well, that's going to lead question, us, but the question is 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 this based on what they hear from guests that guests want, or is it simply based on what they want to do because they believe it's got the least investment and the most return on? on well, they said today on the stage they said it like they even had a picture yeah. of one of their 
dudes that you see taking the surveys at the parks. They had that and they said, given the demand that our guests want of to feel like they're in our stories, this is what we're doing. I mean, I don't, the only thing, problem that I have with this is, I mean, this will either be fine or it'll work out great or it won't. But I mean, 10 years from now, is Guardians of the Galaxy still going to be a big thing? I mean, it's the same Maybe. question that I have about Avatar. You know, it was a question right. everybody asked when they invested in Avatar as a property. Like, Avatar is not even really a thing now. Now, admittedly, it was uh, hyped up when a sequel will open in 10 years. Don't worry. <laughs> pushing yeah, and then and then it may and then it may right may revive itself. But yeah. I mean, look, the ride's popular. A lot of people go to it. You guys know I'm not a big fan, but um, you know it's popular. But will it have legs, or will it end up as Mission Space, which is a hundred million dollar vacant building? The um, I mean, I, I think as far as it coming from the public or not, I mean, I think you can just look at you know what makes you know box office money right now and you can sort of see there is some credence to that's what's coming from i mean if if i think the as long as i mean there are a lot of criticisms that hollywood has gotten lazy and we're just remaking the same movie four different times and all these reboots but if the general masses didn't want that they wouldn't be making so much money so i mean i think there is some credence to that but that doesn't mean that that's just what you do I mean, if, if that was... I mean, is it a chicken or is it an egg, though, Jason? Right. Like, there's nothing else out there. So I think if you look at the prevalence and the numbers and the draw that original series on... on uh, And Carolyn will relate to this. On, you know, streaming sh services like Netflix yeah, and that's true. all those. And the audiences that they're drawing... You know that that's. In, I mean, let's let's remember that. Yes, while it's true, some of these blockbuster movies are making a ton of money. By and large, box office attendance at movie theaters is way down, and some of it is because there's some people that are making some really good content that are, and it's original content. Well, I shouldn't say original content because it's not always. Some of it's based on right. novels and things like that, but they're adaptations that are new. And, you know, they're drawing a ton of the audience away. I mean, I spend 99% of my time from an entertainment standpoint watching either movies that were made before, like, 2004 or new streaming series. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I couldn't – most of the stuff that comes out now, I have no interest in at all. And I'm certainly not going to go uh, rush to Disney World to ride a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Of course, I'm not their demographic, so that's fine. But I, I don't know. I just wonder – is it a chicken and an egg? There's nothing else out there to go see. So yeah, I guess people are right. Go if you don't challenge the public's expectations, you'll never know either. I mean, you know, they never thought there was going to be a market for Disneyland because there was nothing like that when it, you know, first came out. So right. I, mean, I, yeah. think it, I think it is, you know, the creative sources' responsibility can to continually, you know, push those envelopes. There yeah, no, absolutely. That's well said. Very but, well. But it's last... easy to fall into those traps of not doing it too. If you're making well, that's what happens when fist. That's what happens when entertainment companies are run by by accountants and not by creative people. You know, there's no risk. Nobody wants to take a risk. Yeah. There's no interest in doing anything original when you can, you know, like I said, you can, and I'm sure leverage existing assets. Right? That's a great MBA. Uh, phrase you can leverage existing in-house assets to expand on their profit potential uh, you know i mean that, and that's what the, that's all they care about nobody cares okay about but from a standpoint food. of just the average regular joe i think about the people that always come to me like co-workers or friends of friends and they're like carolyn you go to disney world all the time um 
we only have like three days to go to the park. So we're thinking of taking our kids to like Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom. And they're like, is there really anything for our kids to do at Epcot? Because they yeah. want little kitty rides and like little like, oh, look, kids, there's Moana. They want that. And that's what people want nowadays. So even though we know what it used to be and how cool that is, people just want to dumb down, here, kids, go look at Elsa and Anna. And <laughs> well, I mean, that's lazy parenting that you're talking about. But yeah, I guess that's probably, and, that, and the God knows that's rampant these days. But no, but that you know, is. I mean, I took my kids to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Surveys. Right. No, I mean, that, that's, true. That, that's the kind but of see, feedback maybe they're getting. I and don't that's know. probably true, but that's the difference between the old Disney and the new Disney, and even not just the old, but other innovators. I mean, the word innovator by nature means that you're creating new things, right? Like, so in the past, Disney didn't necessarily say, well, this is what people want, so we're going no, to give it to them. No, they just made what, what they said they was didn't survey anybody. They just well, did what it, they said and we was, liked it. But now that was, we believe. Right, exactly. Surveys are almost a fraud in a way. First of all, two things about surveys. Number one, they're lazy. And number two, you can make the data say whatever you want. So if you have a bunch of MBAs who think it's a really great idea to, uh, you know, repackage all their existing IP and, and turn it into movies or cheap, you know, theme park attractions, then, you know, okay, great. And you can make the data say that because they said, oh, well, we want to see your characters. Well, well, but what does that really mean, right? Like, I want, I don't know. I just think that I feel like I've always felt like Disney has twisted their the results of their surveys to meet to whatever what they, they felt like doing. Do anyway. yeah, yeah, to do what they were going to do anyway, right. Right. All right, let's roll through some announcements. Okay. <laughs> so with that said, here's what's changing. So with that said, here's what's changing. Um, World Showcase will now be a lake of fire. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> so we talked about the Festival Center already. Um, so I'll be part of World Celebration. Uh, oh, so we didn't get to the name of Guardians of the Galaxy uh, roller yeah. coaster. So they announced the name for it. Um, I, actually, a lot of things we commented on before will now make sense when we go through the um, <laughs> announcements. So oh, yeah. it's kind of like, me like Memento. So speaking of another uh, movie tie in here um so guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind and that's pointing towards the uh i guess backwards launch yep um Not the, and, and also to the that uh to star the lord loves tapes. his mixtape mixtapes right and, yes and that like, too yeah. so adventure mm -hmm. starts in the galaxarium a planetarium-like exhibit that explores the similarities between the mysteries of the formations of earth the, galaxies the and Xandar. Ian's face, the Galaxarium. I know, I saw that, too. Um, so basically, you're learning more about the Xandar Galaxy right there, <laughs> um, when the Guardians of the Galaxy arrive and they need your help, basically. So that's the story with that. I think that's a change and probably a more positive change than the um, Star-Lord visited Epcot as a child with the bad Photoshop and the wrong shadow direction. Yes, I remember that. Um, Oof. So that's did you did you see the kerning on the time. did you see I posted this on our Twitter page. Yes, did you see that. the kerning on Joe Rody's show? Yeah. It was like up? on the road with Joe R. Ruh. Ruh. Ode. Ode. <laughs> Ruh. Ruh. 
on like r.od because as john so, would say you could drive a truck, you a truck you drive a truck letters. through that kerning oh my gosh it was let's awful. see if the good tie into the road there, there you go oh um so other names they announced so the space restaurant is no more the space restaurant it is now space and in honor of john 220 um what is, what is that in reference yeah to? so yeah, so I thought that was a typo when they first did. Yeah, like maybe be like twenty twenty, yeah, or like thirty two twenty or something, like way out in the future. No, it's because you are dining in a satellite that is two hundred and twenty miles above Earth's surface. Okay. Ooh. Um, now they didn't include this in the official press release, but they did show it during the presentation. Um, to get to the restaurant, you'll basically board a combination of the hydrolator and mission to uh, the moon. Yeah. Um, so if you remember that attraction or mission to Mars where you were seated and looking around, you know, a, a viewport where you saw the Earth go away from, from mm. you, um, they'll do that with, I'm assuming, some shaking floor uh, type of uh, sensory effects. <laughs> and then you'll exit after you eat. Just Yeah, that door. bothers me yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah, the going there is fine, but you know, I don't know if you want to do that to people on a full stomach afterwards. Mm. <laughs> just um, exit through a door. Protein spill in the hydrolators. Protein spill in the hydrolators. I'm going to say, I'm actually excited about this. I mean, I, I am actually, I'm excited about the Guardian's ride. I'm not excited about where it is. Yes. But I'm excited about the ride. See, this is this is the dichotomy of what's going on in inside John's head. Okay, much like Ian, I have the same sort of things going through my head. Like this is not Epcot, and yeah. at, the, at the same time, I'm like, well, Epcot was dead. They had to put something in there, and well, at least you know if the attractions are good, and you know, so like I'm sort of like Guardians. If it's good, I'll give it a pass. The Space Restaurant, I think, actually fits very well right into the epcot kind of yeah i mean it's an expansion to the mission space building, yeah right so i mean yes. yeah it fits in i mean it's a restaurant though but but yeah but you're but you're dining it and it's themed. Uh, you're actually going yeah. there i like i like the theme dining experience of course it'll probably be like 100 bucks a head or yeah. something like that i mean i did initially i was kind of worried about Again, still the consistency of everything because I feel like you either need to go full in on okay, this is now all existing stories, or you know, or it's sort of the old, um, you know, kind of concept. But it's going to be a little bit of a mix, which maybe that's the best of both worlds, but it's also not great for again coming up with a consistent identity. But the more I did look at it, I did notice at least like they are keeping things thematically to the new neighborhoods. Um, like the Moana um, journey of water experience that is in the nature section. Like they didn't just throw it over on the discovery side and try to come up with some weird story to tie that in later. So, I mean, as, as critical as we can be about it, I mean, there was some thought put into it. It wasn't completely haphazard. Well, uh, none of this was going to go with future world anymore. So they right. had, I right. mean, at least they Correct. were thinking of something. Yeah. So, I mean, there was that. Um, so, also on the world discovery side, I think we can all be still be critical of these names, though. Um, the Play Pavilion, uh, they finally announced some more details on. So, they showed some uh, concept <laughs> art of that. I think we went through that previously. Um, so, we knew this would be a very character-heavy driven 
um, pavilion. Um, like that. Yeah. But there's still some confusion over if they announced everything or not. Um, I don't quite remember from the presentation if they announced more characters or not. But in the official press release, they only mentioned Ed the Mode. Right. Um, will be some type of a experience where you save the world from uninspired style. Um, and a water balloon fight uh, with Huey, Dewey, Huey, Dewey, and Webby. Yeah. And Webby. Who's Webby? Um, I think girl. from DuckTales. Duck yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, now, the concept art very clearly showed Zootopia and I think Wreck-It Ralph also. So it's not clear if those won't be part of it. But it seems like that space should be larger than two sort of mini attractions in there. I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. I think it's going to be a noisy mess. And there are going to be tons of kids in there. Probably. And I probably will go in there once and maybe leave. I don't but, know. It looks like a big arcade to me. I'm yeah, like, I, actually, that's kind of the feeling I got. Prove me wrong. Hashtag prove me wrong. Um, so we leave World Discovery and go to World Nature. So as I mentioned before, this is where the Moana attraction is. Um, now, one of my favorite I, Disney I, I, movies, but I'm, I'm not quite sure what this attraction is going to bring. Yeah, I'm confused if it's an attraction, really. Yeah, it, it will be a walk-through experience. A prancing water. Um, so something that, again, is more popular, I think, in some of the overseas parks. We don't do a lot of walk-through attractions in the U.S. parks, um, but it, it sounds a lot more like sort of the Alice mazes that they've done in other uh parks over in Tokyo and Disneyland I, Paris. I'm optimistic they'll have some cool effects because in Moana, the water is like that thing that like can move and he kind of right. like talks, the big wave thing. So Yeah, so it's actually called Journey of Water. Um, of course know. It'll be a uh, <laughs> it'll be an interactive trail with magical living water in a beautiful and inspiring setting. There was a quick flash through during the presentation although they didn't publish it of basically like water um, sort of moving almost almost kind of like if you've seen in the queue of Avatar, if you ever do the standby queue, um, which I recommend you do once, uh, they I got, got sort of cool like ferrous fluid moving around. It kind of looked like they might be doing something like that, uh, or at least that's the effect they showed in the concept art. Hmm. Um, so that will be a walkthrough attraction. Hmm. Um, it seems like it'll be an outdoor walkthrough attraction, though, much like some of the other outdoor mazes. Um, so then this is already announced, but Awesome Planet is coming to the land. Uh, that'll be a, I guess, a 40 film. Um, I thought it was opening earlier than January 2020, but evidently not. Uh, so they announced that like that was a confirmation. I thought it was like winter 2019 was previously announced, but maybe not. Well. Um, then two other attractions that were also previously announced, but didn't have names. Um, the new film in China will be called Wondrous China. And the new film in Canada will be called Canada Far and Wide in Circle Vision 360. A. Um, <laughs> I think we added the A in. I might have added the A. It um, may have been added. Uh, China, no opening date. Um, but the show in Canada will be January 2020 as well. Um, no more Martin Short, did they say if he's coming uh, back? They didn't say if the King of Canada would still be in it or not. I uh, think they need to get like Ryan Reynolds or, you know, a funny that would be good. Canadian. That would be good. A new do they now own his contract after the Fox buyout? Oh, yeah. True. True debt. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so no details of what that'll be yet. Um, so can I can I just say, I'm going to say, I'm going to bring up Grouchy John here. 
Nothing for imagination. Nothing announced for imagination. Seriously. So what's the plan, though? Is it going to... My sense from I mean, this... Is this a rolling update kind of thing? It'll stay for the time being. My sense from looking at the map was that this was taking imagination's place. But then when I looked at it again, it looks like imagination's still there. No, it's there. The, the only thing kind of interesting is if you look at the map, imagination is not in world nature. It is in world celebration. So it's in that central area. So that will be interesting to see what they do with that kind of moving. moving oh, forward. you're right. It is. It's up at the top there. Yeah. That's what, okay. That's right. Um, I think the Rose Garden is going away, maybe. Um, but again, they're adding so much other garden space. It could just be incorporated into that. Well, they never promised us a Rose Garden. When so. is Destination D? Uh, every other year. So it'll be next year. So I'm wondering if they didn't want to with a non-rude way of saying this, blow the whole shebang today on these, like those kind of announcements. Do you think that maybe they're saving some stuff for maybe, next year? But I mean, this is also going to be a pretty expensive, you know, investment too. So I don't, I don't know. This may be, you know, phase one and phase two for a while, but um, yes, I would imagine. Well, yeah, what happened to Brazil? Because Brazil was, I thought was, yeah, I, so honestly, I never saw anything really credible about that. There was one like personal Twitter account that posted something seemingly uncoerced about starting to recruit the um, or start the Brazilian Disney College program, um, but nothing else seemed very credible about about that rumor. Oh um, yeah, I saw that. It was like a. Cast yeah, but that was it. Everything college else was or something was, was like, congratulations, yeah, he's now correct. working on. Correct. So, I mean, everything else was just very much like, oh, this is happening. My friends, uncles, brothers, nephew who works for Imagineering said it's happening. Um, okay, I, mean, from a bus I don't know if the current sort of uh, political and ecological challenges they're having right now could have delayed that announcement, if that is, you know, the plan. Um, but if you're, you know, keeping up on the news, that's they're kind of having some problems right now in the Amazon. Um, so in the same presentation where they talked about Disney's conservation efforts, that might not have had the best optics right. uh, to then be announcing a Brazil pavilion. Um, not that all the pavilions themselves aren't extremely romanticized, separated, uh, you know, pavilions from the you know political states they represent, but right, I mean, um, maybe China. not the time to may still maybe not the time to announce that, or it, it may have just been random rumors. Um, you don't know. I heard we're getting a Russia pavilion. Yeah, <laughs> just because yeah. they put it on the internet doesn't mean it's true. The Gremlin. Um, but what once once his terms over, they're going to move the Trump animatronic into uh, from Hall of Presidents into the into the Russia pavilion. <laughs> Here we go. That's, just a, that's right. just a rumor, though. The bus, driver, the bus driver told bus me. Driver told me it must be there was still driver. a big announcement for World Showcase. Yes. Right, but, but wait, before we, before we wait, wasn't previously wait. announced. But wait, before we get to that, I just want to be clear. So, but so we so we clear the deck here, so everybody understands what's happening. Um, it's Communicore or what used to be Innovations West. Is being I always demolished. get it because the map is upside down. Right, so it's west. Well, it doesn't right. matter. They're both getting. Yeah, it's innovation. Yeah, no, it's they're not. No, one of them is staying. East is staying. East is staying. It's, it's, east got, it's got the restaurant and the uh, shop in it, so it's staying. Yep. 
East is, is the side towards Mission Space. You are correct. Yes. Yeah. And the, the building is staying. The building yeah, is the building, yeah, is, the building staying. is staying. Yeah, okay. Got the it. building may be staying. I meant the the concept uh, of no, 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 no. Innov it, yeah, uh, intervention is gone. gone. Yeah. But but that building is staying. The 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 building right. The other one was interventions west or Communicore west originally is done. Like so, if you look at the map, I mean, you look at the way it is. It's where things used to be kind of very symmetrical. You had two buildings on each side that looked, you know, like we're kind of right. But you got to think that they're calling that side world nature. So they're oh, taking out that building and it's going to be lots of gardens and trees and stuff. And it's lots of air conditioned space. Yeah. <laughs> Shame yeah, going good. away. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, no, just so just kind of set the table. Everybody knows that yes. that's what's kind of happening. So that's moving on to where the, um, journey of waters going, it's going to take right. up some of that footprint. Um, exactly. It's not clear where it is, but they did also show in some of the concept art in the pavilion they had. So in addition to this announcement today, there's also been a pavilion open there the whole weekend called Imagining Tomorrow Today. Mm -hmm. um, and there they had concept art for a new fountain that had like a globe in the middle of it. But it's not quite clear where that is. It's going to be somewhere in World Celebration, but that's apparently there, going to be their homage to what was the Fountain of Nations. Um, not quite sure that still will deliver the same entertainment value, um, but they are adding a fountain back. So here. just curious, in case, I don't know if you know or not, where is the new festival pavilion going? That they're building because I'm like looking at the map trying to find it here, and I don't. It, it. Yeah, it's it's in the back, like where World Traders is today. So it's like right in front of the World Showcase Lagoon. It's on the map. It's kind of hard to see because of the rooftop garden. You can you can you can okay. see it. It's the circular thing. I got you. All right, that's true. I guess they said they were they were going to have a. I guess that'll be a place that they can sell to be able to have corporate parties and stuff and whatever up there. And you can watch probably the fireworks. When you can bet that space that they can sell to people for a markup will be a huge part of redesigning the park, right? You know, there will be, I mean, there will be VIP viewing areas for the water you know festival. I, of I water. have to say, I, I wish, I almost wish they would have thought a little bit more about that earlier where event places, places to hold events, because it is kind of a natural corporate place. And it, it kind of was weird. I mean, where we ended up a number of times when we hosted events were in places that really were meant as private areas for the companies that sponsored the, you know, the, those individual pavilions rather than event spaces, as it were. So I don't think that's such a bad thing. Look, you know what? If they can bilk some corporate bucks for some, some event stuff, whatever. Then oh, I'm not, I wasn't talking about corporate space. That's a different story. They'll have that for sure because there's a huge, yeah. uh, you know, market for it. I meant, I meant more they'll build VIP viewing areas yeah. where you have to buy for your dessert party tickets and all this other, you know, add on what do they call that hard ticket event stuff now right. that's become so popular that stuff moving on to world showcase which yes. remains uh so they they reannounced all the france pavilion expansion even though they announced nothing new um but something they did announce uh just nearby uh the uk pavilion will undergo a fairly significant expansion um they're going to build a a new section uh themed to cherry tree lane and it will include a Mary Poppins attraction. Uh, they showed some concept art for it. 
my best guess is it'll replace Millennium Village since that is kind of connected almost back behind where um, the UK Pavilion oh, yeah. is. Yeah, and we kind of give them another entrance too since the entrance is between there and Canada so they could um, sort of use that to sort of enter that section. Um, the concept art does show Sherry Tree Lane from Mary Poppins Returns. I'm not sure how many people caught that because um, nope. there's a lot of seemingly fans of the original movie on the uh, interwebs rejoicing, so not quite clear yet on which uh, film the ride will be um, themed on. Uh, if I have to guess, I'd say the sequel, um, just based on the concept art, and they seem to like to use the more current uh, films. But they haven't, they haven't said anything haven't like said what anything it could be like. No, the, con- the concept art, I think, shows Jack uh, hanging off a lantern he has just lit, though. Um, hmm. Yeah, wait, wait. I think I, I've got that here somewhere. Hold on, Carolyn. I'm going to bump you, and we'll bump it up. And yep, there you go. There you go. So, ironically, they announced it with a rendition of Step in Time from the first movie, and they had Dick Van Dyke live on stage to announce it. So, kind of very confusing uh, signals there as to which movie the attraction will be based on. Um, now, the rumor is it'll actually be some type of a heavily themed flat ride. Um possibly something similar to one of the two they put into Cars Land, um, since they've already cloned uh, Junkyard Jamboree over as the Alien Swirling Saucers. There's a rumor it might be uh, themed to, or might be a uh, clone of uh, like Junkyard Roadsters. No, the mm-hmm. Luigi's Rollicking Roadsters, where they're kind of AGV vehicles that go around because of the heavy music in the movies. Uh, so you could do it to different songs from the movies where these cars will then dance around to the to the various songs. So that's one rumor. Um, another rumor is just a full-blown classic kind of dark ride going through several elements of the stories. Um, I take that. Not known, yet. not known yet what it could be. There's not I mean, a lot based of on, Based on this though, picture, it does not look like a dark ride to me. I, it looks more like a... Well, I, I would think, expect I that's the cherry tree lane outside. I think that's the facade. Oh, so you think maybe there's a? Uh, yeah, I think that's supposed to be the facade because they like said a show building behind it. Maybe. Yeah, because they said they're going to expand the pavilion to where you can actually walk through cherry tree lane, um, and then yeah, the I house. Yeah, like I said to go. You get to go yeah. up into the Banks's house. Number, yeah. so number seven, number seventeen. I think that's right. Cherry yeah. tree lane. See, um, I think that's what the, I think that I think that might be the attraction. Just walk through the house. Walking through the house. I'm expecting, yeah, I'm expecting like a walkthrough. Of I was the, kind of expecting like a show experience to happen every thirty yeah, minutes. It could be that like too. That. You know, somebody somebody comes out and does a little. You know, yeah, they did like the a original thing. rumor was a flat ride. Just just hmm. throwing that out there. All right. So I didn't hear uh, that. What help me out? What what's a flat ride? What he just um, said, like the teacups or like yeah, uh, teacups is a good example. Rollicking Roadsters, Junkyard Jamboree, those kind mm-hmm. of things. So it's a ride, but it doesn't really, you don't go from point A to point B and it's flat. Whirl. Like the teacups. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that was a that was almost all the announcements. Um, they then also um, announced uh, the follow-up show to Epcot Forever, um, which is going for a limited time only as we commiserated about on the last podcast. 
Uh, I, think, I think it's showing for less than a year. I think it's only showing for like 10 months. Right. Um, so not maybe not the best use of the word forever. Um, <laughs> but Continuing yeah, with the bad name. Got a point there. Um, but they now have a name for the next show, which will hopefully last a little bit longer. It'll be called Harmonious. With, with emphasis on the us. So, uh, again, tying in some of the past Unity themes of World Showcase. Um, so, we'll see what that looks like. Uh, but the little preview be... they showed had, it had, like, drones that were doing, yeah. like, loopy loops and lots of lasers and fire and stuff. It looked neat. Right. So, it's still not clear how much they've been describing Epcot Forever versus that show with some of the... Like the scene from Coco with Miguel, or the um, you know the kites, which I think are from Mary Poppins that they're going to have the drone kites. Um, so not clear how much of that is maybe going to be previewed in Epcot Forever and then be in Harmonious, um, but we'll have to wait and see. Hmm. Um, I think several of us that are doing the Run Disney event will probably see Epcot Forever this fall, uh, pretty shortly after it opens. It opens I think October first. Um, yeah, and then they kind of again just um, filled in some more details on the Epcot experience. Uh, I think that was the first time we heard that name. Uh, that'll be taking over. Well, that that's what will be now in what's now known as the Odyssey Events Pavilion. Um, so I think they're making that more of like a black box sort of pavilion where different exhibits will rotate through that throughout the years, um, a little bit more formally than it, it had been. Um, I think the last time I was in there when they were celebrating um, kind of the, some of the history for Epcot's 30th, it was like, oh, and that's where the stage used to be. Oh, and that's where, you know, they used to do this. So I think they're going to be gutting it a little bit more and making it more of a, a truly kind of multi-purpose um, exhibit hall for the future. And that wraps up all the Epcot announcements. Yeah, deep breath. Mm -hmm. Well, it needed something, and maybe this isn't what everybody wanted, but it needed something. <laughs> yeah, it did. New music. I wonder if they'll they'll get new music now, right? Um, yeah, no, it, it is getting new music. They played it during the uh, the thing today, and it it was nice. Park music or the, um, I mean the. Oh, that harmonious thing. Yeah, the harmonious. Yeah. I did. I did uh, listen to that. I'm just wondering whether you know throughout the park the different sections will get new music. Oh, I'm sure they will. Yeah, they won't use the stuff. old. They won't use. So uh, go download the the Epcot background loop now, lest you never hear it again. I yeah, know right. the Interventions Plaza music is my favorite. Yeah, mine too, and the and the Fountain of Nations music too. Fortunately, yeah. I I have it all, but. Shut so, off. It's, so, you know, let me be honest. Having it is really not all that exciting because it's not the same as being there in the park and hearing it play like in your favorite. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. part of the experience. The music is part of the experience. Not that, I, not that I think it should stay the same forever. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not trying to say that I think it should stay the same forever because that's not obviously realistic. But I will miss. No, it but they could. Play. They could add in some new tracks. To the loop so then they keep the old and have a bit of new i would i will miss this music it's so pretty yeah, it definitely <laughs> is 
Yeah, yeah. Well, all things change, I guess. Yeah, we're old. Um, well, now we've got 17 more hours of announcements. Uh, okay. Okay, right. I'm going to do one quick one, Jason. And and Please 57 do. minutes max of podcast. Okay, here we go. We're going to fly now. We only really got through like one segment so far. I know. Okay, right. for those of you that love to hate the uh, My Disney Experience app, get ready to hate some more. Oh, goodness. So... I think they were getting a lot of feedback that people hate having to plan things six months in advance for your dining reservations and like three months in advance or whatever for you for your or 60 days or whatever for your fast passes. Um, so they've come up with this new thing called the Disney Genie. And basically you say what kind of day you want to have like, oh, well, I really want to have a princessy day and this will take care of planning your fast passes this will take care of like dining reservations. It just does it and you do it. And it does still allow you to make changes on the fly if you want to, but this just kind of picks things for you. So I don't know if they reserve a certain number of what I call the good ride fast passes for this, but I worry that like if somebody's like, I want a nice day for my kids it's like okay so you're going to the swiss family tree house and then the tiki room like i don't know hey i like the tiki room i do too yeah, don't be ripping on the tiki room no but i mean like i wonder if it's gonna pick things that like yeah. these are the here's the magic carpets of aladdin like come get the leftover crappy ones no, that we I mean, i'm sure get rid i'm of. sure they will they will reserve the good fast passes for the people yeah. who use their stupid app. I mean, their new fascinating technical platform. Yes. Yeah, so that's what you're seeing yeah, on screen good. right now. That's the Genie app and that is supposed to be the new thing coming. I think they said in the 2020. 2020, yeah. They didn't really say when. We release beta testing only to D23 members. Hey. That was interesting. That's great. Well, that's that's an interesting audience to release that to first, because I mean, those are people paying to be in your fan club, but there are also people who are probably very familiar with your parks. So I'm not quite sure what if that's really the target audience for this. Ultimately. Who who are they releasing it to? D23 members. Yeah, yeah. Th that's like selection bias to me. Like those are the people that are going to like whatever you put out there. So there'll be nice and sync offense. You know, there'll be nice sync offense for you and tell you what a great job you did on everything. Yeah, but they're also your heaviest users of, you know, fast passes and stuff. They gotta know how many times that stuff crashes or just doesn't work. So, Here's what's left for this, you. This listening to the live audio, this kind of got the most mixed reaction from the crowd. Um, the, the one part that did get the biggest cheer was, I guess, when they said that it'll now automatically make fast passes and dining reservations for you at the same time with a single click of a button, um, which would be nice considering how complicated they've made it. But to Carolyn's point, you know, what do they make for you when you do that? Like um, it, are like, you going to be, I get that like they, they can also control the crowd. They, they yeah. probably want to do it to control the crowd. Like, okay, we need to get some more people on the jungle cruise at this time of day or whatever, but no, that's clearly what this is all about, right? Is like load balancing. Cause I think that's one of the problems they mm -hmm. continue to have. Is that they it's it's, have... it's going to be an opt in um, 
option, at least as they've presented it so far. But the, the point I don't get, and I would really hope they're doing something about, is their system doesn't work today, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if they can find a guest who hasn't had, you know, a technical glitch using, you know, my Disney experience or their app. Um, I mean, it's not like it crashes 100% of the time, but it, it, it crashes a lot. It hangs up a lot. Um, so I can't imagine them going to something as more complicated as this with a single click of a button that's going to plan out an entire day for you. And then let you edit. Yeah, then let you edit. And I, I don't know, edit on the fly. I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, but we'll but we'll see. Sounds see like a nightmare to me, as that's what it sounds like. But we'll see. I I mean, I guess at this point they release so few details, it's kind of hard to judge it. Um, but uh, hopefully it made some. It's Disney. Well, I think you have to judge it. You so. have to judge it on the objective evidence that you have to date, right? right. Which is that they are incapable of building any piece of tech like their website stinks to everything stinks that they've touched from a technology standpoint so i think it's safe to assume that this next thing is going to stink too um chris smith asked does that replace my disney experience it i don't think it does that's for like the people that really want to plan and write down to the minute i'm going to do it all myself this disney genie thing is for people like ian that are like I don't I don't want to have to plan six months in advance. Just do it. Oh, no, 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 no. That is not for people like Ian because what this does is it plans for you. I don't want to plan at all. I want to go right. and actually right. have fun without oh, having to plan. There, my was oh, you can't do that. there was an interesting side comment about that during the presentation. They said, and you know, for people who go there all the time, this will still be valuable. And I forget what they said, but it was something like. Uh, you could ask it, you know, where is the nearest table service restaurant with an opening in the next 15 minutes or some, uh, they, their example wasn't that specific, so, but they acted like there's going to be like some capability like so that to it. I, I Look, at least, I mean, I could be wrong on this, but Adobe has this product called Sensei, which is basically their artificial intelligence. And yeah. I kind of, it seems like Disney Genie is kind of like almost a ripoff of that, where it's their artificial intelligence. They're kind of, I probably will get to the point where you can like talk to it and say, Hey Genie, um, you know, show me, you know, uh, dining times within the next 30 minutes for restaurants that I like, you know, and that kind of thing. And it'll know you enough. And, but to Ian's point right now, the system don't work so good. So like, you know, Past performance is an indicator of uh, future value. You know, it's a little tough. It's a stretch, but it'd be cool if they could pull it off. Yeah. yeah. They're calling it a digital vacation assistant. Yep. See, I mean, I can see that. I can see that being what it is, but we'll see. Um. So switching coasts because we haven't talked about any of the announcements for anywhere else there's going to be a new parade coming to disneyland daytime parade it's called ian's gonna love this title magic happens which i'm sorry that title only makes me think of the swear word happens yeah what it made me think happens why would you name a parade that you know why? Because that way, when the next time the dragon catches on fire, they can say, eh, poop happens. 
Magic happened. We put it in the name of the parade. You should. You should have expected it. Um, so it's going to have floats with Moana, Coco, Sleeping Beauty, and more. And a new song by Todrick Hall will be featured. I don't know who that is, who? but everybody seemed to really cheer. And I feel like yeah, yeah Todrick Hall. A newish. My kids would know who he is, probably. Right. Um, it's funny that you mentioned the dragon because this basically looks like their version of the Festival of Fantasy Parade. The floats are very much in that same style where they're You've leveraged. It's not, a, it's, it's not a square float. No, that, that's actually economies of scope. Um, oh, yeah. They, they took a different design concept <laughs> and moved it forward. Um, business school. Intercott School of Business. <laughs> I have an MBA. Um, <laughs> So it's that same style where they're not like the square floats anymore. They're these very like oddly shaped floats where like the Moana one has a big wave on it. And the Coco one has the bridge of the Marigold. So it's, it's very much that same style that they did with festival of fantasy. Um, so that'll be their, uh, their new daytime parade there. Um, but they also went into Toontown a little mm-hmm. bit with some more details there. Really? Yes. Going on so they previously announced that um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway right. uh, will be added to Toontown. Um, <laughs> they did, however, now start to announce some of the details for that. So it was kind of already known from cast members where it was going, because um, I think they got notices to um, that certain backstage areas were going to be closing soon. Uh, for the construction. So it's going, the entrance will be where the gag factory is today. Um, that that part's more, I think, just uh, speculated at this point, um, but it's going into a backstage area directly behind it. So something in that area is getting taken out. Um, I, I did like actually the name of this one though. Um, it, so the facade for the building will be the El Capitoon Theater. Um, so at least that was a, a pun there. Um, so they're going to build a theater basically in Toontown, which will be the facade for the new attraction. Um, we've got up on the boards, uh, some concept art. So you go through the queue and it's, it kind of reminded me of the great movie ride a little bit. And that where it's showing like, uh, faux artifacts from the various Mickey Mouse shorts that were famous. Um, so it's like, they're showing you, um, you know, the beanstalk ripped out of the cartoon is sitting in there. Um, with some oversized things. I think there's a Christmas wreath, so, uh, wreath, so I don't know if that's from, like, the Christmas Carol. Um, so it's showing you various, you know, props that were used in these, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse shorts over the years. Uh, so that's in the queue, and then it shows you going to a cinema. Um, so that's expected to be very similar to the one at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, where you step in through the movie screen uh, to board your ride vehicle. So that is... Uh, Coming to Disneyland. Um, and they, they also talked you? about at Disneyland the uh, Avengers. 2022. Sorry, 2022, so 2022. Yes, yeah. that's not opening for a while. They um oh John was showing a picture of a hotel there for a second. Yeah, no, I was actually trying to bring up uh, the El Capitan stuff and it failed miserably. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Find it. So, Go ahead. Hopping the park. I was going to say there's um. There's going to be the Avengers Campus is coming to that, that I do have Paris, California, and Hong Kong, and there's a Phase One and a Phase Two to that. So the Phase One is uh, going California to California only though for that. Oh, California only for the two phases. For the yeah. Phase two, yeah. 
So the phase one has a Spider-Man attraction where you yep. get to shoot webs. And then the phase two is supposed to be this huge battle thing with the Avengers and yep. I can't find the information right now. <laughs> um, so, so there were kind of three attractions announced plus a, um, a oh, new right. dining experience. Yeah. So, yeah. so it'll phase one will open 2020. Um, so it'll have the um, web which stands for Worldwide Engineering Brigade. Uh, it'll be a shooter, uh, I think AGV maybe, right through. Uh, I found it interesting. There's not actually a villain in it. Um, it's the story they announced is actually Spider-Man Spider-Bots go... Um, amok. Crazy, go amok, thank you. Um, <laughs> so you're, you're going to capture them. That's that's what why you're slinging webs from your web slinger vehicle. Um to capture them and collect all the spider bots. Um, so that'll be that attraction. Um, there'll also be a PIM uh, test kitchen. Um, so that's where they're using PIM particles to grow and shrink food. Um, they had some concept art there at the uh, uh, pavilion there at the expo, and they showed like a giant soft pretzel. Um, so I mean, I think I can give you kind of the idea of what they'll be having there. You'll probably get like miniature slider cheeseburgers, like yeah, your cheeseburger right. has shrunk. So, where you know, oddly or differently sized foods will, I guess, be the theme there. Um, it was this was originally rumored to be a microbrewery, um, and that was to kind of play off the idea of the the shrunken down um, theme. So that really was not confirmed with the announcement today, one way or the other. Um, then, of course, there will also be various uh, character greetings you can do. The characters they've announced so far have been Black Widow, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, and um, superheroes from, well, they say superheroes from Wakanda, so I think, again, kind of a character troupe. Uh, also, an Asgardian character troupe, and then Iron Man. Um, now, the one character they listed, but they show actually be part of a show, uh, will be Doctor Strange. Um, so it looks like there will be a uh, stage there uh, with a show that will be performed on a regular uh, basis, uh, kind of with a, with a small seating area. Um, I was trying to kind of think of like the uh, relatively sized theater for that. Um, but it's kind of like a small area. It's not going to be like a big amphitheater, uh, but it's kind of a small outdoor theater area there. And then phase two, um, which they don't really have a... Um, opening date for yet um, will be the Avengers themed um, e-ticket attraction. This was also heavily rumored. And then uh, I actually found it was interesting that it was rumored it had been canceled. Um, and then they announced it. Um, so uh, no word yet on really what type of attraction this will be. They just um, said that it was going to be a brand new type ride system or however. Yeah, so it's some, it's some type of a flying coaster maybe. Um, it looks like in one of the concept arts, you're wearing jetpacks. Um, huh. so, but they said you will board a Quinjet and fly alongside the Avengers in an epic adventure to Wakanda and beyond. Uh, so it'll take place, uh, I guess, above Wakanda. Um, and it'll be a brand new ride system, as Carolyn mentioned. Um, they'll put you in the middle of the action like nothing ever before. Um, I found it interesting that I think they mentioned that the show building will be visible in phase one um, but the attraction itself will not open 
uh, until a undisclosed date for phase two. Yeah. I think that's it for California Adventure. I want to know how you're going to sling the webs, Jason. With I think it's going to be like um, Midway Mania. It'll just look like it. You're not actually slinging little balls. On well, one of the rumors is it will be augmented reality. Um, so you'll wear like a visor. So you actually see the, the webs that you, that you sling. They won't actually be there. Uh, you have to so press a button. What do you do? I mean, or do you just, uh, yeah, I think it actually might be motion based. Uh, when the, when this first started to get rumored, it was that you would be, uh, putting on like a, a Spider-Man bodysuit or something. And it would have something to do with uh, kind of technology <laughs> that shows powers. Well, and they did say this. They said they'll give you the powers like your favorite superheroes. That would wow. kind of make that would kind of make sense. That's what they're doing. Uh, you can kind of if you look in the actual concept art, that is what they show. They show the guests kind of sticking their arms out and um, webs kind of shooting out. So yeah. that that would kind of fit. I mean, that's kind of my hypothesis. What they might do. Um, cause again, they're, they're, they've done a lot of that with like that, um, the void experience. Um, they're kind of getting into that type of augmented reality attraction. Um, unfortunately it'll probably be very screen based, um, which my personal opinion is I like to see them move a little bit back away from, um, but, uh, yeah, both Disney and universe. Yeah. I mean, it can be done right. There's right ways to do it, but there's, I still think good storytelling that can be done in other mediums as well. Um, and to me, nothing beats seeing an actual 3D figure or scene in front of you happening without having to put on a visor or anything else. Uh, that, that to me, is a very more transportive experience than anything else you can do with a screen. But uh, that is everything at California Adventure, as Carolyn mentioned. Uh, before we get back to Walt Disney World, uh, they did they did make some international announcements. Although the only really new one they made uh, was for Hong Kong Disneyland. The rest were kind of rehashes of things they had already announced. Uh, but they gave some more details on the Frozen-themed land uh, that will be opening at Hong Kong Disneyland. Uh, so they announced two attractions for it. Uh, the first that will be a original attraction, and I'm using air quotes for those of you listening to the audio version, um, called Wandering Oaken's Sliding Sleighs. Oh, wait, Um, I have this picture somewhere. Yes, because it looks a lot like the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Um, So it might be a rethemed clone of that. I could be wrong. Uh, Might be an original coaster, but it just, it looks a lot like that. Um, so we'll we'll see what that looks like, but um, that will be a at least a new theme uh, to that attraction. Wait, what um, do you guys call that? At taking advantage of yeah. leveraging uh, leveraging existing assets. There you go. Um, so there will be wandering a sliding sleighs yeah. though again. Wandering Oaken sliding sleighs. At least that one has alliteration in it. Um, so you'll be going on a winding journey through Arendelle. Alrighty. Um, so you visit Oaken's infamous store, then Olaf and Sven help you pull your sled to the top of the lift before sending you on your way. Hmm. Um, and then, um, I, I don't know if they've built this attraction anywhere else. It'll be called Frozen Ever After. 
Um, actually, they were, they were very honest about it. They said it will be the popular attraction at Epcot um, will be brought over um, to there, which to me, that's actually very interesting only because, you know, that ride track was retrofitted from the mail. Right. So if they rebuild it, are they going to like clone the Maelstrom track? And then I know that does seem odd, doesn't like, it, right? Yeah. Or are they going to fix the issues like where the boats used to bottom out and things like right. that? Right. I mean, yeah, my guess is my guess is they'll they'll just sort of build it, but not it won't be an exact clone. Right. It'll be inspired so. by. I'm sure they'll use all the same animatronics, but yeah, the track will probably. I be. mean, that's not leveraging existing assets though, Ian. If they actually make changes to it. <laughs> I mean, I think if you all you have to do is just build out a different track. I mean, they may, but if all you have to do is build out a different track layout, you know, yeah. that's a little. So we'll see. Uh, they don't actually say if it'll actually still be a boat ride or not, because uh, that would also be interesting. Maybe if they took the same scenes and made them like just a classic dark ride. Um, but uh, that, was, that was not made clear, actually. Hmm. But um, so that was interesting. Otherwise, they just, again, talked about the new castle they're building over there, which I think we've talked about in previous podcasts. And at Paris, they also mentioned the... Um, the Marvel Hotel, which again had been announced, I, I think that was announced two years ago at the last D um, twenty three Expo. Which so they just announced. They just announced it again. Yeah, that was a little telling though. When about extending you know, corporate? Yeah, right. we're starting to talk about the theme park wars, and Disney is sort of reannouncing things they announced two years prior, and not a lot has happened. Um, they're going to need to probably get some shorter cycles on some of these things. Meanwhile, because Universal is, you know, announcing things kind of as they're building them. So, well, I did notice a lot of stuff is coming in 2020. Yeah. Like it, I feel like next year is going to be a big year for a lot of stuff. But they announced a lot of that stuff in, you know, 2017. So um, they're just kind of catching up to them with the cycles that they announced some of this, but that's because it's their 50th anniversary in 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of stuff is opening 2020 and 2021. Uh, going back to Walt Disney World, they did touch very briefly on the 50th anniversary, uh, but they just kind of confirmed that, yes, there will be a 50th anniversary celebration, which I guess was something we had always talked about. But looking back, I think that was the first official announcement of it. Um, I think that was just something that had been widely expected, but I think this was the first time they actually officially announced that, yes, there would be a four-park-wide um, celebration for Walt Disney World's 50th. Um, they give any dates for it. Um, I assume it'll start October 1st, but um, they have played around with that a little bit in the past sometimes. Well, so, it, it was going to happen one way or the other. Right. But yeah. Still no announcement on new monorails. But, but. Nope. nope. Nothing said about that. But if we are back at Walt Disney World, there's one, two, three things. Uh, first, we can talk about the new Cirque du Soleil, bleh, Cirque Soleil show at Disney Springs. Lanuba ended last year, didn't it? Um, uh, so yeah. Yeah, so they're coming out with a new uh, show there where it's a story of a little girl. If you've ever seen Cirque du Soleil, they always have like a little story to it. So this is a little girl and her dad is an animator and the things that he draws kind of comes alive and interacts with like the live performers and there's going to be Disney music. So it's going to be actually Disney themed. Right. 
So that's cool. That's supposed to be open in time for the 50th anniversary. Right. So the story is it's actually a Disney animator and it's his uh, daughter. And then he sends her on a magical journey through Disney animation. So that's kind of, kind of neat. I mean, that makes sense. They have, if yeah. you've ever been to Las Vegas, they have like the Beatles and they have the Michael Jackson show. And I always like those ones because you know the music and you kind of sing along and stuff. So if they get going with the, um, with Disney music that everybody loves, I think it'll be, it, right. it fits. It's good. Um, then if you like to shop, since we're talking about Disney Springs and shopping, there is a new joint collaboration between Target and Disney. Woop woop. Who likes Target? I do. Canadians don't get to go to Target unless we're in the States. Um, so Target and Disney are coming together. They are going to be launching 25 Disney stores within select Target stores nationwide on October 4th. So 25 Target stores in America get to have a little section of Disney store within the big department store. And then 40 additional locations are opening by next October. And then who likes to go shopping when they're on vacation? Sometimes you need to like, oh, crap, we got to go to Target and get some water for our room. Well, there's going to be a Target on site at Walt Disney World. I don't know where, but they said that that's coming. Probably what was Flamingo Crossings would be my guess. Because they're yeah. still trying to find tenants over there. Not really. You think they're going to level that? Uh, well, they, they are building like four hotels there. They actually got four hotels to come in there. Um, okay. So I would I would think that would be where it would it would go. But I, see, I can't remember Miami. where I read it, but there's it's not like you can take a bus there. There's not going to be like hotel buses going to the target. Cur- currently, but um, who, who knows? Yeah, if they build right. the target there and that's some agreement with them, they may have buses or something. So. And then the last little minor thing from Walt Disney World is, this is a big title, Reflections, a Disney Lakeside Lodge at Walt Disney World Resort. That's that's a big one. Um, oh, that, this is the new one that's going in at River Country, right? Yes. Yeah. Disney Vacation Club going in at the end of Fort Wilderness where River Country used to be. Um, yeah, John's got a picture of it there. You know, what was interesting? They didn't make an actual press release on that. They talked about it at the um, presentation today, and then there was no press release. Yeah, and they didn't really say anything. Just, oh, yeah, this is... Uh, There will be a Princess and the Frog-themed restaurant there. Yes, based on the bayou. So it'll all be... uh, It's... The, right now, the rumors it'll be all be inspired by Disney animation films that very natural settings. Um, surprisingly, they listed some not well known uh, Disney films like Fox and the Hound, uh, Brother Bear, um, as well as apparently Princess and the Frog, the Bayou uh, section. Like that, that should be at Port Orleans, should it not? Uh, it already is. They have, uh, I think, some rooms over there that are themed more towards that, but. Um, not a restaurant. Yeah, so they're. Yeah, I would agree with that. They could, I guess, if they went the New Orleans way, they could do that. But they're going the Bayou route, uh, so it'll be at their nature-themed resort. Swampy. Um, okay, so is that everything except this last thing? 
Uh, no. No, no but, but I, I'm going to bring up a question from the audience since we are taking questions, guys. And you can bring up a question we are. anytime. We always do. Uh, Eric wants to know whether there's any word on whether or not you'd be able to uh, get the D23 Epcot posters. I would think that that would be a pretty good moneymaker for them. They yeah, were, I'd, I'd probably nice. look for that in the 2020 calendar poster series maybe that'd be my things behind me yeah kind of from the calendars and you just peel them out and they fit in picture frames yeah that'd be my guess uh speaking speaking of which you're trying to figure that out earlier before the show so the mary poppins attraction was the one poster revealed i'm not sure if we ever figured out what the second one was yeah there there that one is i think someone thought it was harmonious but i think they already had a poster for that so not quite sure what it was. There's supposed to be two poster reveals today. I don't. I, I don't think we know. <laughs> um, I have the answer. So there was one other presentation. Uh, that was Brazil presentation. presentation. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's Brazil. They decided to pull it. Yeah. Um, so we talked about Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway over on the West Coast. Uh, there were some more announcements over here on the East Coast. Mm. Uh, so they announced, I don't know if you have a picture of this or not, John. Nope. So they showed the new facade of the Chinese theater. Um, it is getting some decent changes to it. Um, so there will be new neon on the front of the theater then, um, kind of in the style of the Chinese theater neon uh, that says Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Um, and then there's other kind of hidden Mickeys and Minnie's throughout the new uh, kind of ornate uh, facade they have out there. I think they're in like lanterns or lights that they're adding to the outside of it. Uh, so the outside will be changed somewhat significantly. And then they started to show, I believe these are the first two pictures actually inside the attraction. Hmm. Uh, we have those posted on the boards. Uh, if you want Where to is that? Take what a look. Uh, that is in the, I think it's in the theme park form actually. Is it? I'm trying to find it. Uh, oh, yeah. First yes, look at Chinese theater. Yes. So. Got it. Okay. Stand by. Da, 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 da. So, oh, there it is. There you go. So there's the bathing suit ad. Yeah, with a bathing suit ad next to it. <laughs> um, so there's the facade. <laughs> that looks neat. It Good looks cross like we're entering through. John, you've been shopping for some Lily gal there? I don't know. I don't think you'd look good in that. I'm just saying. It looks as though you're going to enter through the center, which you never used to. You would enter through the one end of the building, but now. Right. Yeah. If you ever noticed, the awning had kind of that very neat, the great movie ride in the actual awning spelled out. I'm not yeah. sure a lot of people noticed that, um, but that is now gone. So yeah, that's a good point. You may enter straight through the uh, through the middle now with a different queue layout. Um, and then if you scroll down past the swimsuit ads um you do have so the first kind of looks inside of it so the one thing i do like about this is they do show physical sets um so i think this will be a nice mixture of both screens and physical sets um as they said this will be their two and a half d um so it's not quite 3d you will not wear glasses on this attraction uh, which i also like personally um so they they're going to be doing some new high def projection technology to add kind of the illusion of depth along with these uh, physical sets that they are uh, constructing inside the attraction. 
So as someone who did really like the great movie ride, um, I'm, I'm pretty staying pretty positive about this actually, based on what we've seen so far. Um, it will be something different. Um, I think it'll be kind of an apples to oranges comparison if you ever try to compare the two, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looked, it's looking like a quality attraction so far. I uh, just wish it would open. It was actually, I think, I think already supposed to be open. I think the original date was spring 2019. I think so. Yeah. And now it's going to be winter 2019. So maybe we'll get a soft opening when I'm there in November. Uh, we'll see. They said they, they kept saying that the theme song is like one of those uh, earwigs that's yeah. just going to get in your ear and you're not going to be able to get it out. Right. So I guess we'll see. Yep. Um, and they did announce there's a big surprise at the end of it. There's been various rumors on what that is, but they wouldn't they wouldn't give it away. So uh, during the presentation. Hmm. Um, so there's only well, I guess before we'll, before we get to the very last item, um, we'll we'll talk about two different types of cruise ship changes that are happening. Oh, and I have one other quick thing, too. OK, go ahead. Well, no, do your cruise ship thing. Okay. Okay. Well, well, they're both kind of different types of cruise ship announcements. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, well, let me do my thing. Okay. Um, just on Friday, I was posting like a mad woman as they were announcing all of the Disney Plus stuff. So I'm just going to quickly go through some of the things that you'll be able to find on that new um, streaming app. So if you haven't heard of this until this minute, um, Think of like Hulu or Netflix. It's a subscription service. And then you get to stream different Disney programs. Well, it's not just going to be like, oh, I want to watch The Little Mermaid. Like, I'm sure they'll have that. But they're also going to have original programming. So some of the cool shows that they have coming up is this one was really neat. It's called Marvel Studios What If. And basically, most of the um, MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe, characters will be lending their voice it's an animated series but it's going to be what if blank so what if agent carter became uh captain britain instead of there being a captain america or it'll be like what if steve rogers when he uh like what if he became a zombie like it's just ridiculous things and it's just silly little stories but it's narrated by the Marvel cast members. So that's kind of a cool show. Keeping in the same vein of Marvel, they're going to have a Loki TV show. If you remember in, I'm spoiler alert here, but if you remember in Endgame, <coughs> excuse me, they go back in time and Loki is being arrested back in the past and hijinks ensue and he ends up grabbing the Tesseract and disappears. Well, that's how Loki comes back to life is now the adventures of that Loki that's still alive. He is going to have, um, I think they said six episodes. There's some other obscure. I'm not a comic book nerd so much. I do like me neither stuff, but everybody started going crazy about these ones. There's um, moon Knight is going to be a show, which is some character moon Night, like swords, night. K-N-I-G-H-T. K-N-I-G-H-T. Moon Knight is one of them. One is Ms. Marvel, and one is She-Hulk. And then there's one called WandaVision, which apparently stars, um, I think her name was Wanda. She was like in Thor. Thor had the first Thor movie. Thor had Natalie Portman was his girlfriend, and she kind of had like a girl sidekick that was like her scientific sidekick lady it stars her and it stars the guy who played as vision um 
you remember Jarvis and then he turned into Vision and he was Tony Stark's buddy. They, it's called WandaVision. I don't know what it's going to be about, but um, there's that. There's also the Eternals is coming, which is another like group of superheroes from um, the cinematic universe. So there's lots and lots of Marvel stuff coming, which is cool. If you like Star Wars, they are um, bringing out Kenobi, a Star Wars story, which is a TV show that's going to have Ewan McGregor. He's going to be back doing Ben Kenobi, Obi-Wan. Um he will have a show. There's going to be a show also, and I hope I say this guy's name right, Cassian Andor. He was a guy that was in Rogue One. I can show his picture on the screen here, but um, you people listening to the audio, that guy. Right. He is going to have a show. Obviously, it's a prequel to Rogue One, but it's going to be... <laughs> no spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. It's just a prequel. There's going to be The Mandalorian, which is about Boba Fett. So that is a cool Disney thing. Um, yeah. So there's there's a bunch of shows coming anyways that are pretty cool. And I think my sister figured out how much. It's going to be like $8 and something a month in Canada. For you Canadians. So Canadian dollars. Yeah, I think it was, it's like six ninety nine or something in America, isn't it, John? Yeah. $7.99 or $7.99 a month. Or you can pay it's for cheap. the whole year. It's like eighty nine ninety nine for the whole year or something. Yeah, so more like Prime. Oh, okay. My husband is texting me because he was listening. He says Wanda is Scarlet Witch. But I didn't see oh, her. That makes sense. Wanda Vision is Wanda Maximoff and Vision. Wanda was Vision's girlfriend in Infinity War, Scarlet yeah. Witch. But I didn't see her in the um, promo pictures. But anyways, it does have the girl from Thor. <laughs> so that's all I have to say about oh, that. Carolyn <laughs> um, thinks it's the girl from Thor. <laughs> no, it really was. Um, but anyway, so that is D20 or D Disney Plus. D Plus is the short form they're calling it. All this D stuff. Disney Plus. It starts November 12th, too. That's the other thing. That's all. Now you can talk about the cruise ship. <laughs> okay. So uh, they made two different types of announcements about cruise ships uh, during today's presentation. So, first, for your more traditional cruise ships that sail on the water. Uh, they announced that the next cru uh, cruise ship will be called the Disney Wish, um, and Rapunzel will be the Stern character for that. And when they first said that, I didn't quite get that. I thought they meant like Stern as in like strict characters. Cross. <laughs> and then I realized they were making a ship reference, but um, without without visuals, I didn't come across quite uh, right. They said Stern characters, and then they showed the picture of it. Um, so Rapunzel will be on the back of it. Um, why not the genie? Well, you know, that was funny too because everybody was very confused because the announcement, the lead in was, and of course, the Disney character that everyone most closely associates with wishes, Rapunzel, because she always wished to do stuff. Doesn't every Disney character wish about things? <laughs> yeah, that, was like, that was like very. Uh, that was a very awkward lead into that. Just weird. So, I mean, really? Yeah. So anyway, so they also showed concept art of what the um, atrium will look like. Um, it's a it's supposed to be inspired by various fairy tales. Um, again, since I guess all the fairy tale stories contain wishes of some sort. Um, so it'll be a very bright, airy, and elegant space inspired by the beauty of an enchanted fairy tale is how they described it. 
Um, and that will, it is scheduled for delivery in late 2021. And um, they're getting it in 30 months or less, or it's free. And then it will set sail in January of 2022. Uh, so that's when the first itineraries for that will be. It's a heck of a deal. Yeah. Bargain. Um, <laughs> it's like how they say it's being delivered. Like they can't just say launched or something. Yeah, it makes it seem like it's going to come from like FedEx. Yeah. <laughs> like a really big box. Drone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like 733,000 drones. <laughs> um, so for those wondering you how large it is, um, it will be 140. That is not it, by the way, just tons. so we're clear. That is a spaceship. That is not. Uh, the John is jumping ship. ahead here. Stop spoiling things. Um, it'll be 144,000. Just to confuse people. You know, that would be a pretty cool looking cruise ship. Uh, 1,250 guest rooms. I thought you were done. I, I you, hoped. No. Hoped was the word um, you were looking for. Hoped. <laughs> Uh, guest rooms uh, slightly larger than the Disney Dream or Disney Fantasy, but that's not that was the first part of this announcement. If you were paying attention, John, right? The second part is that they have announced a second private island. Um, yeah, that, I, that so, interesting. Yeah, so that's uh, it'll be designed. The design lead for this is um, Joe Rody. Um, so there, this R- is where they started. Rody, R space Rody, R. Odie. So this is where they started talking about the Disney Conservation Fund quite extensively. Um, They did show some concept art of what this looks like. Uh, It'll be going into an existing area called um, Lighthouse Lighthouse Point. Point. Yeah. Um, It sounds like they're actually not renaming it. Um, They were very clear that they cannot start construction until it passes uh, several environmental uh, assessments. Um, and uh, it has to actually be approved by the local government as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's quite a bit of uh, checks that has to go through. But uh, so this was kind of interesting. They said construction could begin in 2020 with completion date in late 2022 or 2023. So uh, kind of some construction hurdles they're maybe not quite normally used to with that. Uh, but it does look like that will be pretty um interesting and expansive um, kind of area they're building there. What was interesting is they kept trying to compare it to Alani. Um, so I don't know if you'll be able to access this outside of a Disney cruise. Um, like you'll be able just to, you know, book a seven night stay there or something as part of a Bahamian vacation. Um, yeah. But I thought that was, I thought that was interesting that they kept saying, and just like Alani and just like Alani. Um, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. And they but it, make, will, it will definitely be another stop on the uh, on several cruise ship itineraries. Especially if it's like DVC related or something like that, you can't right. really, they can't get into it very heavy without the discussion. Yeah, then it's like, the because then it's like uh, yeah, they're like selling it. Yeah, yep. but I mean, if so, you look at the concept art, there's a lot of structure shown there, and it's a little yeah. hard to see the scale, but that looks like a little bit more than what you would need. Um, Makes you wonder know. whether they're doing like an Atlantis. Kind yeah, of thing. if you uh, a little bit more than you would need just for a half day stop there on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Um, now, well, that makes sense. Speaking of overnight, so speaking uh, of you know too. extending corporate assets, right? I mean, if you can do two things with it, you dock your cruise ships and you have a big fancy hotel right. there, then you know that just makes right. sense. I always thought that having that private island that only got used, you know what, John? How long were we there? We're quick. Like six hours, not yeah, even maybe. Like that. 
you know, had then, a heck of a massage. We did have a heck of a massage. Yes, that was <laughs> quite the, uh, yes. quite the beach, quite the beachfront massage. That was actually quite really, the, the, the island was, was, yes, very much. The island was beautiful. I mean, it was mm -hmm. really cool, but yeah. yeah, it just seemed odd to me always that they spent so much time and energy on it, but it only got used, you know, like a couple for, hours for a day. For those that don't know, Ian and I went on a Disney cruise and had separate cabins. Yes, we did. <laughs> Which we, was the weirdest thing ever. I got invited on the cruise and they said, you know, do you want to bring anybody along with you? And I was like, well, Ian will come along. So we, I figured Ian would be, you know, to be, be clear, to be clear, John preferred and, that his wife came, but she wasn't right. available. Wasn't available. Just so, want to be clear, he didn't prefer that I go over his wife. So they, wife. so they asked, you know, is there somebody else you want to bring along with? And I was like, oh yeah, cool. I'll bring my buddy Ian Mitchell with me, and blah blah blah. And then we get there, and we've like got <laughs> two separate rooms, and it was fantastic. It was, yeah, yeah. free. Yeah, it's back in the day where they sent us on stuff like that yeah that was a rough that was a rough that was a rough three days john I know. <laughs> remember we got like we got like the hot towel shave and everything like john, john and i john and like i men being men yeah availed ourselves of the uh, luxuries <laughs> the steak of the, the steak the steakhouse and the wine well, and, oh. that sounds like a fantastic itinerary speaking of other fantastic itineraries see how he did that, that was um great. They have finally announced um, kind of what the itinerary will be at the Starship uh, Hotel. Can I do uh, this now? Star Wars. Now you can do it. Jefferson um, Starship? Yes. <laughs> so um, We built this hotel. We built this hotel. Very slowly. Um, so it was announced on Friday that the name of the hotel uh, will be Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah, that's a great name. Uh, someone's going to have to help me out here with the actual name of it. Cause I Halcyon. saw it. Yeah. Halcyon. Then when they announced it today, I was not going to pronounce it that way. I thought it looked like holochrome or something. Yeah. Um, Halcyon. Mm -hmm. You said, okay. Yep. So that'll be the name of the ship. Um, so this will be a completely immersive experience. Uh, you will check into a terminal and then board a transporter which looked a little different than some of the other transporters that um, kind of leaked out in the past several weeks. Uh, but basically, these are going to be enclosed vehicles with various video screens on them um, to give you the impression that you are leaving Earth and then docking with this starship or star cruiser, as it's being called. So kind of the general theme here is that somewhere in the Star Wars lore, um, there are luxury uh, star cruise ships. Um, so we've gone from the sea into the into space, um, the final frontier. Tier, yeah, that might say. be a different intellectual property. Um, so it's a galactic star cruiser terminal is where your adventure begins. Um, but and then you, you are, from what it sounds like, you're there. Like you're locked in right. as you would be on yes. a cruise ship. Locked, correct. <laughs> yes, you're actually locked into your room at night. No escape. No, you're like in the building, um, so but it's it not is. like, no. oh, I'm gonna go to Disney Springs today. Correct. No, so you're it is there. a full, is a full it's, two nights. It's an immersive experience. Yes. So it's for two nights only. Um, there are some rumors that there would be different lengths of stay available, but right now they're announcing that it's just a two night um, vacation package you purchase. Um, and then it's a complete experience. Uh, you will leave for, I think it was one day to go yeah, to Batuu. You get a port day. Yeah, port day. You get a port day. 
But, well, but, of course, you have to be able to go shopping. I mean, <laughs> of course, just like on a regular there. cruise ship. But right? they said, um, some, like, what it said is it, you're going to have to go on these little adventures and you might find yourself, right. like, down in, like, the um, the basement, like, where the boilers are and stuff. And, like, some. Yeah, there was something about you'll get, like, recruited to join the rebellion in the boiler room or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> Keeping um, my kids out of the boiler room. So uh, there's, let me see here. So they, they said they were going to announce the full itinerary and then they kind of didn't. Um, so one example they gave of the activities on the ship will be lightsaber training. Uh, they made a very big point of this. So this would, there would be no age limit on this. So adults and children can both do this um, where you train with your lightsaber against a remote um, oh, how, laser the flash shield down. I can't even see. How am I supposed to fight? Right. Reach out, Ian. Reach out. Um, you, will visit, oh, you can visit the bridge and learn all about the ship systems and how to operate them, including navigation and defense skills, which may come in handy during a journey through this adventure-filled galaxy. So, hint, hint. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm guessing you get attacked when you're in the bridge. Um, every window includes views to space. Um, not so surprisingly Black on that. Open darkness. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and you may discover hidden, you know, deep spaces in the mechanics of the ship, perfect for uncovering secrets or holding secret meetings. Um, <laughs> so the whole thing just makes me wonder. Like, okay, you know, if it's if it's a cruise ship, okay, admittedly, you know, I've been on cruise ship for a couple days and things like that, and you're going to have a port day in Batu and all that. Right. How big is this place going to be? Like, I mean, you know, cruise ships are pretty darn big. Yeah. It's, so. um, for one, you can, I mean, I guess you can drive past kind of one of the back roads around the studios and see it. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not a huge space. Um, I'm worried about like it, really. Most of the themed areas will be, um, relatively intimate also. Um, now, I mean, I don't think there's gonna be that many people staying there at one time also. Uh, so that may help a little bit, but uh, it's going to be an interesting point to see what they do to keep people entertained for that. How do you stay busy for two days? Yeah, really. Well, okay. but you know what? Well, Don't think of it as two days because it's not right. Like yeah, it's going to be like a day because you're going to be a day because like check-in times three o'clock and then you'll be there for a full day and then you got to leave on Sunday at like eleven. It's yeah. not really a day because you don't count the day you're going in, and then right. you know we've already okay, done this, question, and then the last though. day Let's you're there. So it's more though. like a day. Yeah. Go to Florida and you want to sit by the pool. Obviously, this is not that type of vacation. There's no pools in space, bro. Unless it's like that there's an an indoor pool. But okay, let's be honest. Somebody wants to go outside and have a cigarette. Where are they going to go? You can't go outside. You're stuck in, you're locked in. Well, most of the parks are non smoking now, so it may be a non smoking resort. But you can't even go outside to like, oh crap! I forgot something in my car. <laughs> like, are they really gonna? No, put you back through the, the transporter gonna, and then take you back down. <laughs> I think it's gonna be like a cruise, man. When yeah. you're on the cruise, you're on the cruise. You don't go back to port just because you left yeah. your toothbrush in your car. <laughs> I mean, it's you're we, done. We talked about that before. Yeah. There will be some challenges with doing truly immersive entertainment like this, but. Um, but I think for most of the people that will be willing to pay the price for this, I, I think they'll be willing to buy into it. That that was another kind of disappointment is they did not announce a price point for this. 
It's being they did in the beginning, though. Not officially. I think that that was all stuff that leaked out. Um, it's Maybe. rumored to be around, I think, two to three thousand per person. I thought it was a little cheaper. I heard four thousand a cabin. Yeah, but um, so uh, well, that wouldn't be bad if it was four grand for two for, days, though. For four yeah. people, yeah, for four people, it wouldn't be bad. But that that yeah, that's well, I, I don't. The last thing I saw, so that would not be for a cabin. They'd be pricing it individually again. Right. Like that's a, way more expensive than it was yeah, when, I think, I, when I they first food, came out. Deals are included in it that, is, yeah, and your parking mission is included in that. Um, although that will be interesting, like how do they stop people from like wandering off outside of the Star Wars area? Because I, mean, what I was wondering, yeah, 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 like your port uh, day. How do you, how yeah. do they keep you only in port unless they bring you to port like at eight o'clock at night when the park's closed or something like that? Maybe. Um, so the other thing they said that was kind of interesting and, um, we haven't seen it play out too much yet in star Wars galaxy's edge already open at Disneyland. They did say the decisions you make will impact your adventure. Uh, the example they gave was, I guess, if you decide to join the dark side, there could be consequences for that. Yeah, your bill, <laughs> your bill goes up. <laughs> you, you get arrested. And on your checkout day, they're like, that's fine. Don't worry about it. You're free. You're free to go. Um, so that, that would be interesting, though, to see what they can do with that. It's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure book brought to life for $3,500 a pop, which I think is what uh, they're sharing down in the comments section. That's a good question, Patty. Um, yes, is the thought um so this would include kind of attire um food and all the various entertainment that that comes along with it <laughs> those yes, prices sir. are way more than what they rumored what they were rumored when it first came out i remember it was like 1100 bucks a person or something like that when it first came out because i remember looking at it and thinking it was pretty reasonable I think that was per person per day though um, back when they said they were going to offer, and so that would only be that would only be like twenty two hundred bucks. You know, that's way right. less than thirty five hundred. Correct. I mean, that, uh, even that's. I mean, if you think about it, that's kind of a lot because you know, let's say, I mean, if you got four people in a room and you're paying eleven hundred dollars a person, that for yeah, two that's nights, for a night vacation, yeah, that's that's uh, going to be quite. I think they're probably is, trying to do some crowd control initially with that. If that turns out to be the pricing, I mean, we should be clear that was not announced uh, earlier today. Yeah, they they won't announce pricing probably until they're ready to roll it out. It's um, that would be pretty steep for for two days. Although you know what's funny though, if you go to any of the places like Great Wolf Lodge or any of those like indoor water parks, I mean, that's about what you spend for like just a day, really. So I guess maybe it's not that crazy. We'll I soon guess. know. Yep. <laughs> I bet Mike will want to do it, so I might. Yeah, I'd like to do it too, but I don't think I don't know that. I don't know. That's weird. Like I'd like to do it with like Gary, you know, or John, not my family, really. <laughs> no, I don't mean it's not a knock on my. It's not a knock on my family. No, I'm just but saying. I get it. No, I would. I think it'd be awesome if we all stayed right. in the same. That's not a pillow. <laughs> right. <laughs> Darth uh, Snore. Mr. Taggart shouldn't have had those beans last night. Didn't they, Jason, didn't they say something, though, like, if you're kind of like me, and you're like, I don't really want to participate, I just kind of want to watch. Like, yeah, they did, they did say you cannot participate. Yeah. yeah. 
Sounds so like you sounds like our hotel room. <laughs> but you do have to think. I mean, obviously, there could be some family members where that's true, but you're also going to have to look at the price tag on that. So I think you're going to have to make a pretty strategic economic decision that if you're going to, you know, pay that just to like, I'm going to be in the cabin all day reading a book. You, you go <laughs> like I would go, but I would be like, oh look, they they need volunteers. Go kids, you go up right. there. I'll wait back here. Like I would be like that. Like I would want to watch my kids do. Stuff. I just like sitting on the on my balcony on the cruises. So I just probably would not be a good <laughs> right. thing. Really. You can't yeah. sit on a balcony in a spaceship. George. It'd be cool if I vacuum of cool space. I've seen that same asteroid go by like four times. What is going yeah. on? <laughs> It'd be like sitting in the queue of Space Mountain, you know, like those little light the beams. Chocolate there. chip cookies flying. The chocolate by. chip cookie. My kids count cookies. That's what they do when we're in line for. <laughs> but um, oh my. Well, yeah, that... so lots of characters also uh, roaming yeah. around on that as well. So in case that was not clear, but I think that wraps everything up. Yeah, that's pretty uh -oh. well. Uh oh, Ian Marcy says no. Great Wolf Lodge is way less. So I don't know. Not when I went. Well, you we went for we went for we went. Well, for you one had night. like eight hundred kids. No, no, this was before the eight hundred kids. This was just this was just me and and two of me and Trish and two of the kids. It was uh, it was a grand for one night. Now, admittedly, it was between Christmas and New Year, so it was obviously peak wow. time. But cost right. us a thousand bucks. Anything else we need to cover for tonight? We're right up on time. I think that was everything. That's it. Woo! That's a lot. I am going to say okay. So my my brother texted me while we were doing um, this, and my brother born. I want to say 1978. So quite a gap between him and me, about 12 years between 66 and 78. He said, seeing all these attractions, and he put that in quote, at Epcot makes me sad. It was supposed to be a place of world culture and innovative learning, and it seems to be going thematic to Disney music movie slash adventures. No? I would agree. It is sad, but... It is what it is. So let's hope that these new attractions are impressive. You know what? I, I Here's the deal. But I'll accept the way direction we're going because it's been dead for a long time. Uh, Epcot has. But it better be done well. Yeah. And I really I don't want to see. Well, what is it, though? Like, what do you mean it? What the, is the, the, what is the, the, the theming, well? the execution, the. What will it be, though? It's like a park. Like I think literally Jason, a park. I think there's like a statue point. of Walt Disney and a, and a fountain. It, it's a park. I mean, that it's Forget literally it a, This is like park. your phantasmic argument all over again. Was it over when the water And it's not over net. Phantasmic does suck. It's a park. Going, I mean, that, you're going to have it's, it's fountains and statues. The stuff gets going. Where's you the rides? What? I think uh, it remains to be seen. If, if, is some of the ways that Jason described things, if they can tie them together in thematic neighborhoods and it makes sense. I don't understand. What is them? There is no them. That's my problem. It's this whole big them. thing. And they're not adding anything. Who is Who the them? them? Them, them. Who are they? Um, one thing they the one thing they did announce that was maybe a, a spark of positivity is they did oh, say... Imagination? Yes. The... Thank you for catching that. The um, journey of water will have a underlying theme of water conservation. 
Um, so, I mean, they are still keeping that. I mean, I think there's something to be said if they have Disney characters sort of telling some of these, you know, original sort of themes of Epcot. Did we uh, really go much into Spaceship Earth either, by the way? Oh, no, we missed that completely because it, it was very good. <laughs> well, but there's really not a fun. There's not a whole thing okay, there anyway, here's, right? the ball, here's the nutshell. It's going to be re-narrated. Who, yeah. And there's going to be most of the same scenes, some new scenes at the end. And there's going to be some kind of sparkly light thing that goes through all. That guides you through it. That guides you through the whole through your journey. Okay. So I'm look. I'm gonna I'm gonna say so. It it, it said it, it's gonna it better not be a little bit. That's all I have to say about sparkly that. light thing. Well, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of an ever. aura of sorts. I think would. Be I a, think that's gonna be your new host. Yeah, the, I think it's supposed to be the spirit of mankind or something. Right. So they're gonna focus supposedly in Spaceship Earth a little bit less on the technology that advance it and more the humanity of it and what we've done through the years to and so you know quite frankly again an attraction that was in my opinion completely ruined with the the last redo um and essentially you know halfway through it all the way through the end was just crap i mean um, it wasn't that great in the beginning either but yeah you're right it fell apart really badly at the end no and and uh, you know the the it compared to what you used to have and you had animatronics and you were showing the future of communication and technology and how classrooms were going to be working in the future. And you saw the future of medicine and all that kind of stuff, like things that are, they're actually starting to come into play nowadays. Admittedly, you know, the future is tough to predict. So I, I understand why they're doing it. So that it's, so it, it's something that, lasts a little bit longer without updating but at the same time they just completely ruined it so i'm kind of looking forward to seeing maybe we can get this one uh, right the I, I think it's still kind of a rumor maybe something that leaked out because i don't believe they announced this but the one thing i was reading later this afternoon is the ride will stay basically the same up to the gutenberg scene yeah, I was going to guess. With the printing press. I was going to guess and they were going to kill the computer. Stretch the scenes up to there, um, but that's basically going to be the same basic story or basic scenes you're looking at. Yeah. Everything after that will actually be completely gutted. Good. Uh, and they will do all new scenes after that. Good. No, I, I totally for that, as long as it doesn't become uh, SBEs, you know, screen-based entertainment. I, I don't. I don't think it will, since they talked about this. You know, the spirit of man guiding you through, guiding yeah. you through. Because that would be a little. That would be a little. Even uh, you know, without falling flat. How did we leave this to the end of all the stuff in the, the stupid announcement? Because this they buried it in their the, press the, release. This we is the thing through, that I'm most we're, excited we're about. Going through the press release and they kind of buried it in there. I mean, this yeah, is one of my right favorite over. attractions of all time. Well, I'm blaming you guys for that. No, but you blame well, me. You blame me. Go ahead, Ian. What were you saying? Oh, I said it was one of my favorite. Yeah, no, I it, right, and I think it got ruined over the years. So I, you know, I I like that they're going to try and take another stab at it and see if they can get it right. I just hope it doesn't become this like syrupy sweet kind of you know we all can work together to overcome all of our difficulties as the brotherhood of man. And, <laughs> You know, love one another and embrace our neighbors. And, you know, I mean, it's just, 
Like I just I, I think that coming. was the narration of a great voice, God. Thank you. I was in radio for ten years. So. But you know, love you know, neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. I I just I hope there's a little more to the story than that kind of stuff. Like I just I just you know, I mean, I like the I like the message. Like for example, that illuminations. Uh, you know, brought brought forward and stuff, and 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 things along that lines. And I like the the music that went with it, and the lyrics that went with it. And we go on, and you know that kind of stuff. But I don't want the end of the ride just to be that now. You know what I mean? So I mean, I understand celebrating our innovation. I hope they continue more throughout history. What you know, through we ended with a Gutenberg, and then we show more of. Gutenberg's movable printing, movable type printing press. Yes. yes, I would prefer if they kept the spirit of the first half of the attraction in the second half of the attraction. Exactly, that's what I was trying to say. Because it it just fell apart. It was just such right. a horrible, it's like a drop off the cliff transition. Yeah, I mean, and not only that, it was just bad. Like it was like it was poorly done in the sense of it. There was no. It was like. You know, oh, here's this great stuff in the invention of the wheel and the invention of the alphabet, and then and, and now let's picture yourself in the future in a flying train, like in a flying train, or a flying skiing. and you're like, how does this have any relation to like inventing, you know, the movable type printing press and painting the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel? Like they weren't right. really very well related, right. in my opinion. I agree. I agree. So yeah, I think I think you you put it very well. Let's hope the spirit of the first half extends now into the second half. But I can't, like, I just don't have any faith that it will because they've been building garbage for like 10 years now. So I just, I don't. Hope burns eternal in the fan of uh, those of us to keep the Disney spirit alive. And we, we, we uh... something hit the fan. I'm just not sure it's hope. Yeah, I'd, I'd done. Well, you know what? Magic happens. It can happen. We and just replace him with a storm. There, you know what, Ian? I mean, you know, even so, I there you don't like Avatar and stuff, but I, I think the the way that in a, the the imagination uh, imagineering went about that and the land and they brought it to life, I think they did a yeah. really good job. So I agree with you on that part. Like that. outside the whole area is pretty amazing. Like the detail and all the luminescence and all like right. it looks fantastic. Right. It's just lipstick on a pig. I mean again, my opinion only. I know a lot of people like it. I think it's one of the best amusement park attractions in the world. I right that's, I, that's cool. I so you know yeah that's where we differ. But what you, I'm bro. but what I'm saying is I think it shows you know even if you if you take the ride out of it I mean what Imagineering yeah. is capable of doing I still have faith that there are people that are there that know these attractions love these attractions and want to put that same kind of love back in them and hopefully Spaceship Earth is something that becomes a shine. Sometimes I feel like they've gotten so focused on putting all the effort into that though that they forget to build something of substance that's the actual experience. Well, imagination like, is the prime example of that. Well, imagination is just what they did to that. Well, that's just a disaster. And I've and left it there for 15 years now. So Has it been that long? I'll bet. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those things where you wonder why they never closed it. You know what I mean? Because, like, it's never right. had a line. Maybe not I mean, that long since the third. Air conditioning and capacity. Oh, it's definitely 15 because it was there before my son was born, and he's 15. But nobody ever. The, version of the second version. The one that's there now. 
Okay, yeah, that's the third version. Yeah. But, like, nobody ever goes on it. I mean, just shudder it. You could save a fortune and nobody would miss it. It's so bad. Even my kids, who you would think might be, like, somewhat interested in it because it's got, like, a cute talking dragon and, like, you know, the skunk kind of farts on you, which is always funny to kids. Like, my kids are like, oh, my God, I would never go on that. It's so terrible. <laughs> they're like their daddy. <laughs> no, they just have taste. I mean, that's a bad attraction. That's just really bad. It's right up there with Stitch's Great Escape, which, fortunately, they finally put a figurative bullet in the head of <laughs> was, that the, was that the skunk, John? Yeah, that was the skunk. About <laughs> right. Oh my! Well, that really was everything then. Well, what was? What, do we know? I thought there was something that was rumored to come into Stitch too. Wasn't there something? Uh, Wreck It Ralph is what's rumored to go in there. Okay. Yep. Wreck It okay. Ralph attraction. Yep. All right. I did. I did think there was. Yeah, I. I don't know. Do we have anything else? I mean, is there anything else? I think that's. No. Holy crap! It really is everything. Yeah. <laughs> now I. I. I think we covered most of it. Yeah, yeah. and then some. Yes. And and well, so Michael Cohen advises the bathrooms at Imagination are rarely at capacity, and apparently, yeah, and you. <laughs> Laughing. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed this comment too. Now, touch the screen. 75 other sweaty people have used before you, and choose your future. True. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for uh, hanging out with us tonight on the Intercut Insider Live, our D23 edition. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, what are your opinions? You know, we're, we're a bunch of big mouths here. So, uh, you know, we are curious what you, the people, think. Um, and a Little reminder, people like you, Greaseball. Little people like you, Griezmann. Uh And a reminder, by the way, Intercot will be live from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge grand opening uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. I will be on location there, stayed overnight in the Grand Floridian. Nice comment. Uh, at a hosted event for Disney. Um, yeah, checking out the new stuff, doing some interviews, and I promise to do a John Tries Blue Milk. Okay. So, uh, apparently, my, yeah, my John Tries segments are becoming a little more popular. So, I, I promise to do this. Again, while I'm there, or and maybe something else a little bit crazy in the uh, world of boxing. green milk. <laughs> I want you to yeah. try a. I want you to try an impossible Whopper. That's what I want you to try. That's not happening. Hundred percent beef or nothing. No, actually, you know, I, I did say that I was going to try it, but I will not. They're good. It. I mean, they're good looking. It's okay. actually the same thing as blue milk. Yep. Yeah, made out of the same Damn, thing. <laughs> so, uh, on behalf of our sponsors, Magical Journeys, and the folks at the official ticket center uh, who have been with us a long, long time. We've been online over 22 years. Thank you for listening. Thank you for frequenting our website. Visit the discussion boards for more information on all this. And for Jason, Carolyn, Ian, and myself, John, bye now. Bye-bye. 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 Bye now. Bye-bye. And we disconnect.